Are you an artist or a small business owner struggling to connect with your core audience? Well, today may be your lucky day. I'm Jay Thinkio of Thinkio Marketing, and our free marketing consultations are back. Last time we opened up our free consultations, we connected and helped so many artists and entrepreneurs that we want to help even more this go round. Our consultations cater to artists and small business owners with dreams of taking their vision to the next level. So if this interests you, then simply fill out the contact form attached to this video and let's connect. Until then, just think ill. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Jay. I have another special guest in the building. I'm gonna allow her to introduce herself for the second time. Hi, peace, y'all. It's your homegirl, your soul sister, queen of the ghetto gospel. You know, it's Johnny Dimitri. Johnny, how you been, man? Man, I've been good, working hard, working like a slave. What's well, been up since the last time we we chopped it up? Um, man, then put out a tape. About to put out another tape. Um, I did pretty much like a, a mixtape trilogy, like a little EP series, and I'm on my third and final one. I'm uh, about to drop it next month, in March. What's been the um the reception for the first two? Pretty good, man. Like definitely then grew a buzz um throughout the city, throughout Chicago. Um, all original music. This is really, you know, pretty much like my first two tapes. This will be my first three tapes. And so far so good. Like good reception, no lie. Does it ever shock you when people are drawn to your music? Um it can be, it could, I wouldn't say it's shocking. It could just be overwhelming how received you can be and how much people can love you, you know, when you have something that can really just start as a thought in your head, you know, and then you manifest it to be whatever it becomes, whether it's a song or, or, or whatever, but just to see people take to something that comes from you is, yeah, it could be not shocking, but just like, man, like you really love this. You like it a lot for real. Like knowing that it come from you, yeah. I wanna say we I hollered at you like two years ago. Yeah. So what what has been the major change that you've seen in yourself as an artist over those two years? Um just I I would say just a, a consistent growth. Basically staying consistent with myself and understanding the growth that comes from consistency. Was it ever hard for you to, you know, be consistent? Because so personally for me, that's one of my hardest things yeah. is to just stay consistent. Um, I would say consistency is only hard when I don't have discipline. I feel like if I can discipline myself to to basically be who I need to be in the situation, then consistency is something that can come. It can come easy. I ain't gonna say it is easy, but consistency can come easy when I I work hard to discipline, you know, myself. What's well, been some like other challenges you've had to overcome over these past couple of years? Um, Basically, just finding the the right team of people to work with, finding correspondence in in a lot of the people that I work with, and and finding avenues and and outlets. Uh, that I would say, 
you know, being gifted or, or being talented has never been, you know, my thing, but it's, it's basically about finding the proper avenue for your talent, you know, and not just doing any and everything. And I think that that's, that's going to be an ongoing challenge. Does that ever get frustrating, you know, trying to find the right people to work with, trying to find new outlets, you know, yeah. to release your music to? Definitely, definitely can because everybody can, you know, promise you the world. And it's like, oh, I got this, I can do this, I can do this. But it's really, they could just be trying to use you to make themselves look good. You know, they can't offer you anything. It's just like, but having you there makes it look like, oh, okay, well, I've, I can do this. I've done this for this artist. I've, it's like, no, you can't. <laughs> so, yeah, just finding the, the right type of people for yourself can be a challenge. Have you been able to, you know, put the right people around you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I won't um, complain, you know, and act like I haven't had just a great support system, you know, when it comes down to working with great producers and great features, great people, um, basically just pushing me, you know what I mean? Just, just really adding to my fan base and adding to – just everything that I do. Yeah, I've had some great people. I've had some. Can I cuss? Yeah. I've had some assholes, <laughs> but definitely had some great people as well. Like, how do how do you find the balance of, one, first dealing with the assholes and then being able to trust, you know, new people to be actually good people? Um, understanding that both of them are part of the process and probably both of them is necessary. Like, if you... Trust is needed for success, and pain is needed for, like, strength. You know what I'm saying? So when you're dealing with the pain of the assholes, it's like, okay, well, this is making you stronger. You know what I mean? But if you want to be successful, you're going to have to find somebody that you can trust. Right. You know, it's, and I think we get off on that so much. It's like, oh, well, I got trust issues. I don't trust anybody. I don't do – but it's like it, – if you want to get somewhere, you're going to have to trust somebody. That's a fact. You know, so, yeah. Um, I would I would say that both of them are necessary, you know, so just basically understanding, like, okay, well, you're going to go through pain, and you're going to have to trust somebody. Facts. You know, so, yeah, definitely a big thing that I learned. All right, now, queen of the ghetto gospel. You already you feel know. me? Go ahead and explain it again for the people who are watching this for the first time. Um, basically, just being um, the soul, you know, and the person that comes with the spirituality, that comes with the gospel and the Jesus freak, you know. Like, I grew up in church. You know, I was just singing at somebody's funeral yesterday in church, and it was a, it was a real you know, kind of <laughs> home going experience, you know? So it's like, that's, that's my roots. And I would never, never be able to separate myself to the point to where I would never even try, right. you know, I would rather just adapt it into who I basically am right now. And, you know, here you have the queen of the ghetto gospel. Is it difficult to mix the Jesus with the ghetto? No, it's difficult to take it out. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I could be one to do, you know, like some pop shit or something that just ain't got nothing to do with it. And people can be like, no, but put put that on it, though. Put Take it to church. Take it here. And it's like, gosh, I wasn't even trying to do that this time. Right. You know, so it could definitely be a challenge to 
sometimes uh, branch off a little bit. Even though you're not trying to remove it or take it out, it could be a challenge to branch off and, you know, show other things. Like, I can sing this, too, you know. Now, being a, a gospel singer and making gospel music, you mm-hmm. know, it seems like gospel is put into a box where you can't expand from that. You mm-hmm. feel me? So how have you been able to expand beyond just making gospel music and, like you say, ghetto gospel? Yeah, I don't necessarily make gospel music. I, I make R&B music that feels like gospel, you know. So um, there's a different type of freedom. I agree with you wholeheartedly um, when it comes down to that that box, you know, when you put into, you know, like this categorical yeah, it, it's definitely a, a box that it puts you in. But me, myself, like, I try to, I mean, I am who I am. You know what I mean? And I, I'm true to myself. So when it comes down, like I said, to the gospel roots, they will always be a part of me. But it's not something that is like, okay, well, I'm only in this category. I'm only in R&B. I'm only in this. I'm only in that. Like, I basically try to be eclectic enough to where, um, I can make any kind of music that I want to, but the gospel is so embedded, yeah, you know, to where it's like, okay, well, this is who she, wherever she goes, this will be a part of her, you know, so yeah. that's what it is. Who are some of the the, the <clears throat> people you look up to as far as, like, R&B, soul, all of that? Uh, I get asked that a lot, uh, and I always say, you know, like, people like Jasmine Sullivan, number one, top uh, favorite singer since I was about 15 years old, you know. Um, and I love a lot of old school people, you know, like the Anita Bakers and the Sade's, you know, when it come down to new school. Even outside of, you know, just regular R&B, I love Adele, you know. I love people like um, Kelly Clarkson even. Like I got, I got a, um, a liking for a lot of people in the industry that's, um successful it's not necessarily about just being in one specific category i just i I look up to the greats you know so even if it's not music i i I like to study documentaries on like michael jordan or Shaq or mike tyson you know like people that are just successful you know and they are like the gods of their talent you yeah. know what I mean? Michael Jordan is like the god of basketball. Mike Say Tyson, that. yeah, he's the god of boxing. You know, so like that's how gifted I want to be, you know, and that's how gifted I feel I, I am, you know, and I can be if I continue to to reach it. So, yeah, I look up to the greats, people that, you know, they're just great and they shit. And uh, uh, I want to say this is the one of the 48th laws that say, don't walk in a great man's shoes. Mm. Do you ever feel that pressure aspiring to be one of the greatest? Yes. Um, I feel like people kind of put me there. Sometimes it could be prematurely, you know, where um, people can like, man, you are, you up there with them, you up there with them and them. And it's like, you could be feeling like you still growing, you know what I mean? So if you, yourself feel like you in the growth phase and everybody see you being here and it's like man that's pressure yeah because it's like okay well I feel like I'm 
I'm here and you putting me up here and I got to prove like I'm up here when I really, yeah, that's <laughs> pressure like a mug for sure. Now we all have egos for mm -hmm. people to come and tell you like, man, you one of the greatest, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you navigate that with being told like you one of the greatest? Um, yeah, it could definitely be feeding to the ego, uh, uh, ego boost. When you are feeling that pressure, I think that's that's um, they kind of work hand in hand or, you know, on opposite sides, pressure versus ego. What is the pressure you feel versus what you, you know, allow to feed your ego? You know, a lot of the times you can allow that pressure to feed your ego and it can go left or, you know, it could be something to actually help you to achieve that greatness. Um when it come down to me, I kind of just try to be balanced in it all and allow myself to feel that pressure. You know, they say pressure make diamonds. So you got to feel some of the pressure, but you also, you know, got to allow it to be a boost to your self-esteem. You have to have self-esteem in this industry. There's no way possible that you going to not have confidence and make it. So, yeah, you got to let it feed your ego as much as you allow it to pressure you. You can't click or turn away from a mobile billboard advertisement. You can mute commercials on TV, turn a page in a magazine or a newspaper, and click away from ads online. Mobile billboard advertisements are practically unavoidable. Consumers won't be able to easily navigate themselves away from a mobile billboard ad like they can for a static billboard or a printed advertisement. We have billboards for any size business. Just give us a call, 312-237-7851. Ask for Jay. <laughs> I think confidence is, like, one of the number one keys to life. Like, for I sure. tell my kids all the time, you can be as talented as you want. If you lack confidence, don't none of that matter. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, confidence is, is definitely a major uh, part of life. Yeah. Now, I was having this conversation earlier. Now, I personally feel like Chicago has some of the greatest R&B music being made mm -hmm. right now. You feel me? But a lot of people feel like Chicago R&B is being overlooked mm -hmm. and is being overpowered by the Chicago rap scene. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, I can understand that. I can understand that. I think it's a lot more rap. It's easy to be a rapper versus a singer. You know, it's easy to jump on the bandwagon and say, okay, well, I see a lot of people doing this. I'm going to do this. I can get on and spit, but when it comes down to singing, everybody can't sing. Facts. You know, so it's it's kind of easy to overpower it, but, like, man, if you got it, you got it. You know, I, I go to a lot of R&B shows, and I know that R&B is alive and well. How you say is one of the best scenes. You know, I just did a show on Thursday um, with B-Lo of Do or Die, he put on a great show with just nothing but R&B, you know, artists. Everybody, there was nobody weak. I just say that, <laughs> you know, nobody was weak. So I I can say that when it come down to the rap, it's, it's easier to be a rapper. It's easier to just say, okay, well, I'm going to make these rhymes and I'm going to say them. How many people can sing them? Not as many. So, of course, one is going to be bigger than the other, yeah. you know. But, shit, I, I feel like, you know, it's it's a good it's a good scene out here for R&B. Like, it's alive for sure. So what, what can, like, the average person do to, you know, help shed light 
on the R and B scene in Chicago. Because, like I say, a lot of people feel like it doesn't exist, but mm-hmm. I feel like they just not tapped in enough. Yeah, tap in. <laughs> That's it. I, I would only say that like tap in and support that shit. Like when you when you see one, you gotta know it's fifty that follow. But if you don't pay the one any attention or take it serious, then like no. Nah. You know, it's a lot of people that, you know, we could be supporting, you know, when it comes down to anything, hip-hop, R&B, country, any type of shit. It's a lot of people that you could be supporting, but if you don't, then, yeah, it won't exist. (laughs) It just won't exist if you don't support it or if you don't tap in. How much pride do you take in your live performance? Because I was talking to my Mm -hmm. boy Jimmy, and he was he his exact words was the best thing to be is in a crowd with an R and B singer that's mm-hmm. singing. He yeah. like you gonna feel that shit, you gonna connect with that shit, and when they get off that stage, you gonna say, "Hey, what's your social media? Let me yeah. follow you." <laughs> so, how much pride do you take in your your um, live performance? All of it to the point to where I get so pissed off if the mic is not good and we go through that a lot when it comes down to you know being an indie artist local artist or whatever you know when when you dealing with people who are basically just as local as you and looking for a shot and trying to put on the show to get a chance you don't always get the best sound system you know what i mean so it's you can put on a great live show but it's not always up to par with what you're doing if the equipment is bad you know so when it comes down to somebody like me that's where my pride comes in because I could be singing my heart out, but if the mic is distorted or if it don't sound good, it's like, man, you know, once again, how how Erica Badu would say, keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit, you Facts. know? So that's when that comes into play. It's like, no, we get real sensitive when you got to not only, not only perform, but it's like you got to bear your soul before people. You got to be vulnerable before people. So it's like, yeah, you you take major pride in that, you know, major pride for sure. Does that cause you to, like, pick and choose between which events you do perform at? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Everybody, uh, I'll just say know your worth and know what's, what's worth you. You know, everything isn't worth your talent. You know, you can have a lot of people that's just – doing shit just to be doing it. And it's like, okay, well, I saw them put on the R&B show. Well, I'm, I'm about to do it. And it's like, you, you, your heart ain't even in this. You know what I mean? So, yeah, when you got pride and you know, like, I'm doing this for real, I'm doing this to not only be successful but to live out my purpose in life, it's like, nah, you, you don't let everybody touch you. All right, now, let me ask you this, because yesterday I was riding in the car, listening to the radio, and Tupac Changes came on. And I'm just listening to it, and it's amazing how powerful that song is still Mm -hmm. to this day. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking, like, man, where does that music exist in today's time? Mm Because I feel like it's artists out here making that type of music, but it's not appreciated because Mm -hmm. people want a minute and 30 song. You know what I'm saying? Or they just want something to make a TikTok dance to. Yeah. Um... I think that would kind of fall into kind of what we were just saying about the R&B music. You know, it's alive and it's well, but I think we just have to be that kind of person. 
in order to receive it. Like it's it's out there, but if you you know, if you only are focused on like big ass and twerking and and whatever, that's all you're gonna see. That's what you are going to manifest. Everything that your mind is focused on is gonna be your manifestation. Now it could be some things that cross your path and it's like, oh well where this been? I ain't seen this in a long time or what but if your mind is only focused on the bullshit, then that's all you're gonna see. But conscious music is out there. When I think about changes by Tupac, I think conscious music or, you know what I mean, something survival, you know, and it's definitely is definitely out there, you know, but it's about the type of people that we are. Even when it comes down to those type of people, if you only so conscious and, 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 you know, I guess so consp conspiracy theorists and, and shit like that, then that's all that you're going to manifest in your life. You know, if you do want fun and twerking and shit, like you have to step outside of, of that. So it's, everything is alive. You know, it just depends on what kind of person you are. Facts. Yeah. Now you you have such a, a beautiful spirit. You know Thank what I'm you. saying. How do you go about like nurturing yourself? You know what I'm saying to be able to put so much positivity into the world because nowadays that's hard to do. Yeah, for sure. Understanding um, who I am and understanding that I'm just as powerful as anything that I see is powerful. You know, and knowing that I need to be just as much on a pedestal as anything else on the pedestal. You know, if I'm putting everything above me in my life, then where would I be, you know? But if I'm on the same level as, as everything, then I can be just as positive. I can be just as spiritual. I can be just as successful and valuable and resourceful. So just learning to be on the same level of everything that's on the pedestal. Go ahead, write a book, man. Go <laughs> sure. ahead, do it. <laughs> All right, now, for the people who aren't familiar with your music, uh -huh. get them a couple songs right now <clears throat> of your personal favorites. Um, Well, man, personal favorites. I got a lot. I've been listening to some shit that hasn't come out yet, so that's the first thing that comes to mind. But when I think about music that's released, um, in Vogue, I got a song where I uh, I used a popular In Vogue sample, um, Don't Let Go, and it became one of my, right away it became one of my biggest songs, so In Vogue. Um, I got a song, Energy, that uh, made MTV last year. It, it got chosen to be on MTV Jams and Rotation for a while, so definitely I got that tatted, you know, because <laughs> of that, like, man, you know. Um, and I'm I'm releasing uh, some new music, like I said, uh, next March, this coming March. And right away, I got two favorites, and it's all for me, which is going to be a, a single that's dropping. I was I was gonna drop it today, but I kind of you know I I got a little undisciplined, so I'm gonna try to drop it for Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, but it's it, it's a very beautiful song, great for the times, um, and need your love would be another song that's coming out. So those four songs that I can think of off the top of my head, that's just definitely my favorite. All right, let's speak about the energy record. Cause mm -hmm. like you say that, that was on MTV jams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have a song that starts to grow legs and you know, mm -hmm. goes beyond, 
your traditional reach? Like, how do you, how do you capitalize on that momentum? Man, I would just say, allow it to pressure you and feed your ego. How we was just basically, you know, talking about, you know, and, and basically making that shit a full circle to where it's like, okay, well, you feel the pressure of, like, man, this is happening. Like, what the hell? Like, that, to me, that was like, okay, well, what do I do now? You know, but when I was asking myself, well, what do I do now? You know, basically just allowing it to feed my ego. It's like, man, keep going. <laughs> you know, when when you ask yourself, well, I say when I ask myself, you know, what do I do now? Like, my self-reply, just keep going. Oh, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> For real. All right, so, man. Yeah. <laughs> you spoke on some of your favorite music being your unreleased music. Yeah. Now, as an artist, how do you decide what's up next? You feel me? Especially when you you got all these tracks and you love them all. Mm -hmm. How do you choose the next one? It's some of them that you, well, obviously you love them all, but it's some of them that you feel. You know, and they just feel different. I'm a, I'm a real empathetic kind of person. You know, a real empath. I know it's kind of cliche to be that now, but I really am. You know, so I go a lot off of feeling, and you know when it's right. When it's just, it, it gives you that feel. You know. Are you the Are you the only person to give your music the okay, or do you you pass it around to get other people's feel? Uh, well, I'm the HBIC, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I do pass it around and say, okay, well, this is what I want to do. And normally, uh, normally it's 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 all in my favor, but sometimes I do get a little well. I'll I'll put this one out, or I'll put this one out if I was you. But you know, for the most part, people. People always sad with you hear. <laughs> All right, now, Erica Badu say, I am an artist, and I am, you know, this <laughs> sure. um, particular about my shit. You yes. Know? So how do you go about that before you release a song? Because I feel like some artists get nervous. Like, mm -hmm. I want this song to reach people. I want this song to touch people. Mm -hmm. Does that ever go into your thought process before you release a song? Yeah, I always say my prayers. Anytime I release a song even you know before i go to sing be a gospel r&b anything in between i always say my prayers to just be able to reach uh god's people you know what i mean in in whatever way you know just to be able to to touch someone you know and if it everything ain't made for everybody you know Correct. so you can have a song that don't touch one person at all don't touch 50 people at all but it can touch another 25 over here you know so it's like you i'm thankful for the 25 and it don't mean that i don't see the 50 but i learned to be thankful for the people that do you know receive my music and i i catch up to the 50 later you know what advice would you have for any young artist regardless of genre if they was like man i, I really want to pursue music mm -hmm. um trust yourself search your soul you know, search your own soul and and know where you really are and, and know how to take yourself serious. When, when those times where it's like, man, I can't do it or I, I, I don't do it or, you know, I, I was speaking to a, a very wise sister one time and she told me being is never the challenge. 
remaining is the challenge, you know? So how do you remain motivated? How do you remain inspired? You can be motivated when you are, hey, you are. But how do you remain when you're not, you know? So I would say that it, it would be my definitely, my biggest advice is to learn how to remain. Now, you spoke on singing at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Is it difficult, you know, when you have to sing at a funeral compared to like an open mic or a, a live performance or a live show that you have? Yeah, I sing at just as many funerals and shit as I do, you know, perform my own music at at shows. And I can say they both can be difficult, but yeah, the, the funeral, it can definitely be draining because you already know the type of energy that you're walking into and it's, it's, it's death, you know? So it's never easy, you know, for, for the most part. It's somebody in, in there is is going to take it hard, you know? So you just got to kind of prepare yourself with that versus when you go into an R&B show or open mic or something, you can, you know, have you a few cocktails, smoke you a little something. It's a whole different energy. You know, but when you walk in here, you got to be clear, sober-minded, and it's you got to watch everybody cry before your eyes. Yeah. So it's like, think about that. Like, that's not easy. So you, you it definitely takes spiritual and mental preparation. How do sure. you How do you prepare for that, though? Man, prayer and just understanding. I would say prayer is the biggest thing and just understanding that that is a part of life. You know, like death is something that everybody is going to experience. No, but every day is somebody's born and every day somebody dies. It's just what it is. And, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. You know, so for a person like me to be, you know, very gifted when it comes down to being in music, like I wouldn't want my gift to be removed just because I couldn't sing at a funeral. You know, like, I'd rather do what I have to do, you know. Like, if God is saying, okay, well, I gave you this. You know, I never said it was going to be easy. Ain't nothing easy. You know, if you work that UPS, you you know what I'm saying, your back will start hurting from picking up these big-ass boxes. You still got to make your money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, same thing. It's like, it, it ain't easy, but you still got to do it if you want to get where you, you know, got to go. What are some goals you have for this year? Man, um, outside of releasing my tape, um, definitely, you know, trying to make it back to MTV, BT, and all that. Um, iTunes, I got got an iTunes placement when it comes down to the top 100. So um, I'm interested to know where I'm going to land on that. I'm still playing my cards out with it, but that's, that's a, a big move that I'm about to make. Um, and really just pushing myself to the limit, man. Just just going as far as I can possibly go. All right, now this is my personal favorite question. If you can go back and give your younger self any advice, what would it be? Uh, take yourself serious. Start soon. Start taking yourself serious sooner. You know, prepare yourself sooner. You know, I feel like if I could have given myself that advice at 16, you know, I'll be 30 next month. You know, if I could have given myself that advice at 16, man, 
<laughs> by now it's like whoa yeah ain't no time <laughs> you know so i'm happy to be where i am i'm happy to be who i am you know and i know that when i was 16 i wasn't ready yeah you know and i'm i can sit comfortably on that and i thank god for preparing me to be ready you know at 29 turning 30 yeah you know some, a lot of things take time you yeah. know and that's why i asked that question not in the sense of you can actually give your younger self advice, mm -hmm. but it's usually you understanding and having knowledge, you know yeah. what I'm saying, that your younger self could have used, mm -hmm. you know. For sure. And that you can that you're currently putting in use now. You know, mm -hmm. that's it's a it's a dope question and I like it. Yeah, for sure. All right now before we get out of here, tell everybody how they can get in tune with you, stay in tune with you, and when the project dropping. Ah, uh, so Y'all can find me everywhere on everything at Johnny Dimitri. My project is dropping March 15th, which is my 30th birthday. But March 11th, I'm having a birthday bash slash music release party. So I hope to see you there. I hope Amanda. to see y'all, y'all, you know, in the building for sure. And we're going we gonna to party hard. Man, every time you come through, we always have a, a dope conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Before before your your next release, of course you got to come through. You know, bless us with another radio interview. Oh, for sure. You chop yeah, it up yeah. on there. You feel me? But it's always a great conversation talking to you. You know, yeah. and you you came in and you said you've been seeing me. I've been seeing you too. Yeah. Like a lot of people, they stop working, mm -hmm. and then they look up five ten years and they be like, man, what if? What if I could have mm -hmm. did this? I could have did that. It's okay to take a, a back seat to the, you know, the, I would say, social media. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't always have to show people you working. But as long as you working, you growing. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And I know you have one of the most beautiful voices Thank you ever. So much. You know what I'm Thank saying? You. So, I want everybody out there to tune in to Johnny Dimitri. For like, sure. if you ain't never Thank listened you. to her music, go check it out. If you in the city or if you come from out of town, pull up to her event. You know, hear yes. it first. You going to perform? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, so y'all sure. get to hear it live and in person, you know. Yes. So, man, salute to you, Johnny. Thank you so much. Salute to you, too, for real. Appreciate I, I appreciate it. you having me here and just creating and, and sharing the platform, you know. Like, I remember when we did an interview at my house the first time, you know Facts. what I'm saying? So it's like just to see the growth from both of us is big shit so you know salute to you i'm proud of you man no lie. i hate that that interview you know got deleted by yeah. a hater you know <laughs> what i'm saying but i we i definitely pulled up on you and that yeah. was a great conversation as well you yeah. know so once again salute to you salute much more growth to you and everything you For got sure. going on thank you so much hey this has been another episode of conversations with jay peace are you an artist or a small business owner struggling to connect with your core audience well, today may be your lucky day. I'm Jay Thinkio of Thinkio Marketing, and our free marketing consultations are back. Last time we opened up our free consultations, we connected and helped so many artists and entrepreneurs that we want to help even more this go round. Our consultations cater to artists and small business owners with dreams of taking their vision to the next level. So if this interests you, then simply fill out the contact form attached to this video and let's connect. Until then, just think ill.